Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Hi there, bed crimers. Hope you're all doing well. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out the channel. Do me a favor. If you find you enjoyed this content or learned something, smash that like button and consider subscribing. Now let's dig in. Hi guys, T here going to do a quick video about Donna's life and experiences in the Leon County Jail. I don't have a lot of time today. I have to go out and see my father, so I'm not going to edit this. You might hear me breathing. I do apologize for that, but I thought you might want to hear this info. Charlie Adelson's mother, Donna, was booked into the Leon County Jail in Florida on November 21st of 2023 and she's facing the same charges that Charlie was in connection with her former son-in-law, Dan Markell's murder. At age 74, Donna ain't no spring chicken, and this is no doubt a physically and emotionally challenging experience for her. Not that she doesn't deserve it for her alleged role in a human being's death. She does deserve it if she's guilty, in that case, it's poetic justice. I've obtained records detailing her life in jail. The records note the days she had a shower, whether she was seen by mental health professionals, when she accepted meals, when she refused them, when she received medication, when she took advantage of recreation time and more. It's actually quite fascinating to read about her behavior in the clink, and today I'm going to share the tea with all of you. Now, this is only some of the tea because there are a lot of records, and it's going to take me time to get through them. Let me quickly cover the mundane bits before moving on to the, shall we say, juicier parts. Donna began her stay in high-risk housing, with direct observation, and right out of the gate, she was breaking the rules. On November 24th, she was observed with a styrofoam cup that she was using to drink water from a fountain attached to the sink in her cell. She wasn't supposed to have this cup, but she argued that she couldn't drink directly from the fountain. Oh my... An officer, however, had witnessed Donna drink from said fountain that very morning. I wonder if she didn't feel it was sanitary, putting her mouth near or on the metal fountain. Is that why she clung so desperately to this forbidden styrofoam cup? That's a hard word to say, styrofoam. I think maybe the officials feared that she could harm herself with the cup, maybe try to eat it and choke? I, I don't know. The officials took the cup from Donna, which led her later to a crying jag. She said she needed a cup. It's the little things that push a person over the edge, maybe, and the realization that you can't just have it your way in jail. Maybe that's what prompted her tears. 
I'm sure there's tons of stuff to cry about when you're first thrown in jail. Now, Donna has on occasion refused her meal tray, and she also suffered from an aching head. She said her head hurt. I can imagine it would hurt on, like, day two of being thrown in jail on such serious charges. On the plus side, she's been enjoying escorted trips down to the shower. She had one the day after being booked. Another four days later, the whole trip back and forth to the shower and the shower itself lasted approximately 25 minutes. Not having a daily shower, especially when in jail in humid Florida, would make me cry big time. Just saying. Now, unfortunately for Donna, the toilet in her cell was clogging every time the person in the adjacent cell flushed. A plunger was used to unclog Donna's toilet, and then a work order was placed. I'm telling you this stuff because for anyone used to ideal living conditions in a luxury condo in Miami, this type of problem, likely a stinky, gross problem, is no doubt adding to Donna's sensory overload in jail. Again, I don't feel sorry for her. I'm just letting you know what she's going through. Now, on November 26, so five days into her incarceration, Donna refused to have her blood work done and declined all medical treatment. Two days later, Donna was told that if she didn't get cleared by the doctor, she could not get a tablet. Now, I believe these tablets allow inmates to watch movies, TV, to read, to call their family members, so they're very important to have. The next day, Donna was interviewed by the medical folks, but she was told she needed to stay in direct observation until further notice and was thus refused the tablet. I'm sure her heart sunk. The records also talk about a PRIA assessment. Now, PRIA stands for P, prison, R, S-A. Now, the real word is four letters. It starts with an R and ends with an E, but YouTube doesn't like that term, so I'm using S-A instead. E stands for elimination, and A stands for act. PRIA. So this act was started to deter prisoners from getting SA'd. At first, the official said Donna was not at high risk for SA in jail because of her age, 74. However, they later changed this and said she does appear to be at risk due to her age. They had her watch a video about this type of thing, I'm assuming an educational video, to help her maybe avoid becoming a victim of this. So that's a little tidbit, a little window into Donna Adelson's life in the Leon County Jail. Let me know if you find this type of information interesting. If so, I will continue sharing what I find in the records. I am fascinated by Donna Adelson, so for me, this stuff is like, I don't know, it's like chocolate.
like ice cream. I love it. White wine. I could go on. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Hey, smash that like button, and I'll see you next time.